Hello, and welcome to the Unleash Pain Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Katie Sutton, and I am a rehabilitation specialist and master neuro coach specializing in pain specifically. 100% of us experience pain at some point in our lives, yet we are not told what pain is, why we have it, or how to navigate through it. Without this vital information, it keeps us stuck in the vicious pain cycle. This is where I come in. My job is to educate and inform you about all things pain so you can feel empowered to know how to navigate pain when it comes about. This is how you break the cycle and reclaim your life from pain. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking out of the pain cycle today. Welcome to this episode on the Unleash Pain Freedom podcast. Today we have a super important topic and it's a big pain spot for a lot of people and that is going to be all things money and finances. I have an incredibly special guest. She is my biz bestie and we actually went through our neuro coaching certification together. She is a master neuro coach for visionaries. So she's the one that you go to when you talk about money and clearing those money blocks and getting into that abundance mindset to bring in the prosperity that you want in your life. She has an incredible journey, an incredible story, and I am so excited to have her here. So I'd like to welcome Elizabeth Adamas. Hello, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here and um, I get to share my journey and how I help others overcome their struggles when it comes to money and prosperity as well. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am so glad to have you on here because I feel like this conversation is going to hit home for so many people because I know for me personally, I have struggled with finances. Nearly everybody that I have talked to has struggled with finances on some level. And I think this conversation is going to shed so much light and empower people to understand that they're not alone and that they can get out of this situation. Yes, exactly. Just to give you a little background of like where I was two years ago is I had been making what most people would say a lot of money so much to $30,000 months in my health and fitness coaching. At the time, I had thought that, you know, wow, all this hard work and grinding has really just paid off. Like, oh my God, did feel grateful. But at the same time, I I felt so unsatisfied and unhappy with myself. And I still had a lot of like scarce mentality and just felt really bad and shame even about the money that was coming in. I was feeling a lot of anxiety when money was coming in and when money wasn't coming in. And there was like this disconnect that I feel like a lot of people, even my clients who come to me experience or feel on a deeper core level. And this is the work that I do is really uncovering what's causing that feeling, which typically is thought, right? As you know, as a master neuro coach, and as we help others understand more about the neuroscience behind how we live and breathe and behave and who we want to become, our thoughts play a major role in that. Once I started hitting the consistent income that I was so desiring, I, I felt I felt so unhappy. And that was what led me to experience what people call it these days, the dark night of the soul, and where I was really anxious and depressed and totally unhappy and led me to engage and nurture sabotaging behaviors 
like emotionally eating, binge eating, binge drinking, and like mindless sex even. I just felt totally ashamed about my financial situation because I I just felt like I couldn't share that with my family. I had this limiting belief that I was holding onto, which I wasn't aware of, and it was uncovered that my family would take my money away. And it was totally a lack of standing in my personal power, but also this narrative that I created for myself or conditioned myself through my own personal childhood and experiences. And so I see this with so many people and everybody, of course, is individualized in their own way that they grew up in their own narratives that they grew up with and just themselves as an individual and what as children, we make stories, you know, it's inevitable that we do that because our brain is designed to keep us safe and familiar and protected. So it's going to create beliefs that it thinks that it's protecting us or helping us in some way. But as a result, really, it's limiting and confining and sabotaging as we grow up and develop as adults. I'm really passionate about the conversation of money because of my own personal upbringing And growing up, mom raised us with food stamps. And when I was 12, I had to move in with my grandparents because my mom herself actually diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And she had a problem with gambling. It's all money related. And I grew up seeing that and experiencing that level of upbringing. And moving to my grandparents when I was 12 was a major transition going from having all the freedom in the world with my mom. She was, you know, out in the world doing her thing and not really caring for us. This is interesting I'm sharing this it's I don't really share this often but I guess people need to hear this right now is you know experiencing that level of absent parent where I had like all this freedom to then transitioning to my grandparents when I was 12 to a different city from Manhattan to Brooklyn and new school from public to Catholic, all of the things and being having all this freedom to then like feeling really confined and restricted because my grandparents, you know, old school, they just want to protect and keep us safe. And like, who are you with? It was a major transition that I wasn't prepared for. And I've had series of moments where I've become more depressed because I felt more confined and and still yet unhappy in my situation or my life. If I set my mind to something, I've always achieved I've always gotten the result. If I wanted something, I made it happen, like that kind of thing. And I know there's so many people out there who experience or who have had these successes that, for example, I've had, but yet feel so unsatisfied and so unhappy. And this is where we we dive into how can we get to a point of not just going after a goal, but actually feeling happy and joyful in the process, no matter what happens, no matter who they talk to or who's around, no matter what they're doing or where they are in the world, like not letting things affect you emotionally, mentally, because that's when we give away our personal power, which is totally okay if that happens. It's it's a matter of having that awareness so that you can actually shift and step into the best version and the most unlimited version where there's no confinement, there's no restriction, and there's no limitation to what they can achieve and how they can be and show up in the world. Because the, the people that I work with, the visionaries, they have big goals. Like they have big visions. They're not here to just like sit behind a desk and work their asses off. No, they're here to make impact 
act, to speak in big rooms, to be a philanthropist in some way, shape, or form, rescue animals, feed starving children. They're here to make massive impact. You can't do that when you have limitations and things that are confining you, right? So it's a matter of like, okay, what is holding me back? How can I shift to make sure that I'm being the type of person to make what I want to happen happen? But how can I be happy and joyful in the process? That's where the work is. I totally agree with you on that, especially, you know, us going through the master neuro coaching certification. That's a big part of the work that we do is we're getting to that root source issue that is causing all of this chaos around us. I personally love how you shared your story because you've been on both sides of the spectrum where you grew up with food stamps, where you didn't necessarily have a lot of money. And then you were able to go on the other side and make really good money of like $30,000 months in your coaching business. However, there was a similarity there of that worry, that stress of when is money going to come in? What am I spending it on? Am I going to have enough? And always having that anxiety with it, I can kind of tell that it's a learned program, right? Because Mm -hmm. you even said that your mom was like, super anxious about money all the time. And so were your grandparents and then that transferred into your business where you were making a lot of money. And I also appreciate that you're just like, I was doing the hustle and bustle, which is what we're taught in society today is that you work hard Mm -hmm. for your money. You've got to hustle for it. And then if you hustle and work hard for it, then you will feel really good about your financial situation. I just appreciate you saying that, oh, even though when I was broke and living off of food stamps, I was still in the same place mentally and emotionally as I was when I was in my business. Even though everybody tells us that, oh, if I make $30,000, that would be really, really good for me. All of my worries, all of my stresses would go away. And that's just not the case. Yeah, exactly. Just go back to like the narratives that I grew up with, with of course, no shame. What I always tell people is like, it's not a matter of like shaming where you were in the past or like, you know, feeling bad about whatever happened in the past. Like the past is the past. What can I learn from the past to not do it again? But also how can I show compassion for my past self and understand that what I went through, I had to go through. Because if I didn't experience the journey of what I've gone through, I wouldn't be able to be where I am right now. And I more most likely would not even be sharing or doing this work with other people to get them out of their struggles as well. So I always see things as like an opportunity that low moments have made me a stronger person because I experienced all of what I did experience. I got to desire so much more for myself so that I can actually live a prosperous life, live a fulfilling, a happy, no limitations kind of life where the people that I work with, they don't want to just survive. They want to thrive. They don't realize that the life that they want, they can create, but they wrap themselves around, you know, what their parents have done or like they keep themselves limiting into just like, oh, it is what it is when there's so many opportunities and so much resource that we have available all around us to help us get to that next level. One major question that I love to ask my clients is, are you paying attention to the signs 
around you that are telling you that is your subconscious helping you and guiding you to take the next step towards your vision. And that is the most powerful place to be at rather than thinking about like external circumstances or past experiences and looking at like, okay, what good news am I going to receive today kind of lens, because that's going to help you not just be inspired and motivated, but actually help you keep focus towards your vision, continue the forward thinking and continue to call in more money because you're paying attention and you're living your life truly with purpose of what needs to be done by you because everybody's different. What I'm trying to say is it really comes down to your level of commitment in regards to what you really want to create in in this world. For you to create what you want to create in this world, you need money as a resource, as a tool to support you. That's really what it is. Not to, to propel or accelerate to just support you. You need that support. And you can't have that support when you're having a lot of limitations and blocks around money that are causing you to repel money rather than attract. And it all comes down to how you think and feel and act with and around money. So my life and my journey has come through what I just shared because of how my level of thinking my and the feelings that I had around money and how I was dealing and being and showing up with money. I would never look at my money. If whenever I looked at the bank account, I would feel like shit, whether there was it was like a lot of money in there that I would see or less money in there. No matter what, my feeling was just like a pit in my stomach, my whole body like shaking. It was very interesting. And I would be a compulsive spender too, where I would just spend, not even look at the receipt, just sign whatever bill and just that's it no connection whatsoever very compulsive and very like yeah whatever you know kind of thing this is something actually that i'm i'm working on now is creating a money routine a money ritual that is going to help build a closer relationship with money so that it doesn't feel like you're not on either sides of the spectrum and having that neutral position and neutral connection with your money and being at peace with money which is what I was lacking very much because I was on both sides of the spectrum. Oh, I would compulsively spend and then hoard the two opposites. That's those are the two and hoard and save and like not spend a nickel. It takes awareness first and foremost, but it also takes support within yourself to know and understand that you can get out of wherever struggle that you're out of. It's just a matter of being resourceful, not with physically monetary value, but with the emotional connection and the emotional support that money drives as well to have that connection together and and be in harmony to help you attract more money rather than repel it. So basically what you're saying is it's not about all of the physical things that you do that's going to attract all of your money. It's not about the hustle and bustle. It's not about working X amount of hours. It's about you your thoughts surrounding money, your beliefs around money, how you physically feel, emotionally feel about money and how you're embodying whatever identity you're tying to yourself when it does come to money. So it's not just the physical doing and working. It's just not that. 
it's so much more. Exactly. Yeah. And if I could think back to about this time around last year, my dad having a stroke and another going back to like the narratives that I would hear in my head when I was younger that I also came to be aware of only last year when I was um, helping my dad and being, you know, of support there physically while he was at the hospital after experiencing a stroke, I noticed that because I had been making a lot of money and I was starting to pivot my business, which I didn't know what that was going to look like yet. And not having the money coming in anymore started to stir up a lot of feelings, which led me to like that dark night of the soul. At the same time, I knew that I wasn't passionate about that business anymore. And at the same time, my dad, when he experienced a stroke, I saw and looking at his finance, he didn't have health insurance, even though he knew he had high blood pressure. He wasn't really taking care of himself. But I also came to realize that as a truck driver, he was making a lot of money. I was looking at his finances when he's like in the hospital bed and I realized he wasn't building wealth. He was making all this money, but never built wealth. And that brought me to have the awareness of my own life and where I had been through in my entrepreneurship journey that I was making all that money, but I didn't build wealth. I didn't have any assets, no savings, nothing. And neither did my dad. So how the hell were we going to pay for the hospital bills? And that made me realize like, I really need to focus on myself and my well-being. I couldn't any longer tolerate that cycle that I was in of self-sabotage and how I was feeling having like stuck emotions and fears and doubts and criticizing myself deeply and judging and frustrated feeling a little bit of resistance even to take my next step really know what my life was going to be about or what my purpose really was because I felt disconnected and not so much passionate about the health and fitness industry anymore even though I was so passionate about it before when I was seeing my dad go through his you know recovery from the stroke I was like I'm gonna be here for some time for my dad but after a certain point I have to take care of myself I really have to take care of myself because if I don't take care of myself I'm not going to be able to take care of my dad and I started to figure out how can I be resourceful with what I know to help him with his hospital bill first and foremost, but also help him heal and continue to heal. So he also feels so comfortable to know that he doesn't have to stress and worry about money as well, because I knew that that was bothering him at the same time. It's probably in conjunction with his high blood pressure, him stressing about his money worries, you know, his financial situation, because he would live paycheck to paycheck, no health insurance. And he was constantly like owing to people, I would witness this, and it just didn't make sense to me. So I'm like, how can I build my life? How can I build myself up emotionally and physically to get myself out of that rut that I was in, call in more money so that I can support myself my business and my family. And that's what, once I started building myself up after being with him in the hospital for some time, that's when things started shifting in my life again. And my life's turned around completely. I've started to get clients in a different way, more like visionary life coaching. And now my focus is really prosperity because prosperity consciousness is not just about money, but it's, it's really about doing well, not physically with money but doing well emotionally, mentally, and spiritually 
and having and being in harmony with yourself rather than being at war with yourself, which is what I had been through and what I see my clients have gone through also. That's the story. (laughs) That is quite the journey. And wow, who'd have thought that, you know, watching your dad go through all of the money struggles and how that was kind of portraying in your life, right? Because when we're young, we see what's going on around us and we repeat those patterns that are showing up. The fact that you're just like, oh my gosh, he has a whole bunch of these medical bills. He doesn't have health insurance. He has to owe people all of this money. That's a reality for a lot of people in the world right now. And the fact that you were able to see that and you're, you were stressing about how are we going to pay these bills? And then you're just like, okay, how can I shift out of this? It's about tuning into myself, about caring about myself, about doing self-care purposes instead of just going out and being like, well, I have to work more. I have to hustle and bustle. It's all about taking care of your well-being. I loved how you put it, being in harmony with yourself instead of being at war with yourself. Because when we're at war with ourselves, we create so much stress within our systems, within our bodies, whether it's internal or external. And that stress, like you even mentioned before that your dad was experienced, caused him to have a lot of high blood pressure. This is something that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily realize is that their financial situation can affect them physically on so many levels. It's about taking care of your well-being to take care of your abundance, your prosperity. So I just love that perspective shift that you just shared with us. Exactly. It's so interesting because I had no idea that our emotional and mental health had anything to do with our money situation until I experienced it myself until going through it and making sense of it and like doing the research and and just seeing studies and, you know, the neuroscience behind how our brains works and how, you know, there's a difference between a thought coming through and the thinking that happens after the thought and the the limiting beliefs that our brain just naturally does in a non-malicious way just to keep us surviving just to keep us there but it doesn't truly help us thrive that's where we need to step in and realize how we are actually the creators of our life and you know our thoughts create our reality and once we realize that and know the power that we have whatever goal you want whether it's health fitness related whether it's to overcome a disease to you know run a marathon to make $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month or million dollar months, whatever it looks like for you, it can happen when you train yourself when you program yourself for that, when you condition yourself for that next level to unlock that prosperity level of where you want to go. It's all about conditioning because where we are right now, whether it's a shitty circumstance for you or a really good circumstance for you, that's the effect of your programming that has already happened, whether you were aware of it or not. That has happened because of the programming that you're in. So if you don't like where you're at right now, then how can you program or train yourself, train your brain and your nervous system to get you to exactly where you want to be? That's a powerful question that I know we ask ourselves every single day because we know how to work with the brain. We know how to work with the nervous system. It's 
really a way, it's a gateway to create that harmony within ourselves is to learn how to work with your brain and how it was programmed in the past. Because if you understand how it was programmed in the past and you share with your experience from your mom with the gambling, food stamps, then your dad not having health insurance, having all of these health and medical conditions because he's worrying about money and being stressed out about it and how that kind of trickled into your life because monkey see monkey do right and so it's having that awareness to know how to repivot and you just shared with us how your subconscious was programmed and now you are able to shift it so how exactly did you shift it like where are you at right now when it comes to your prosperity your abundance your business so like after experiencing that time with my dad and seeing him in his lowest state where he is physically disabled like he can't move he's in his in bed he he could barely breathe and all these things and I realized like wow yes I am like in the same situation as him financially we're both technically broke at the time because I had already pivoted and having no income for a couple months by then and my dad the same way except he was experiencing his you know stroke which is more on a physical level setback if you will for lack of a better word I didn't have any physical ailments except for being 65 pounds overweight for my height of 6'5'2 and that was the only thing that was that felt like a hindrance but at the same time I was feeling grateful that that I had all my legs, that I could breathe, that I could see, that I could hear, that I could touch, that I could move, walk, talk, eat, all the things that my dad couldn't even do at the time. And that's when I started to realize how grateful I was to be living and to be alive, that I have had so much success, but I've also impacted other people's lives. Technically, even though I didn't feel it was successful, I was, I did have a successful business. It started to hit me and it started to help me to see and use it as evidence to leverage my next step. That's when things started shifting for me. When I started to hold dear to my heart and being grateful and celebrating all of the things that I've created that I've made from fantasy into reality, using all of that evidence to drive me forward and to help me believe that I can do it again and better, that I can do it again working less, less hustle, that I can do it again with a healthy, lean, athletic body, like that I can do it again in the most powerful, in the most empowering, in the most loving and lightful way. And that's what had driven me to be where I am right now, to be working less, to travel more often from country to country and state to state, visit my dad when I want to go take a holiday when I want to go visit friends and, you know, across the country when I want to all of these things all because I'm focusing on myself to always constantly having my well being in mind and focusing on what my needs are. But also how can I support myself to thrive? What kind of structures do I need to create and boundaries do I need to set so that I feel supported with myself, but also with God source, the universe that I'm co-creating with so that I can help more people and be more available energetically, emotionally, mentally to support and hold this amazing space that I hold for the people that I impact, my clients, my students, 
etc. My family, my and having conversations with family with them too. I cannot be available for all of those things and hold space for other people if my energy is low, if if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling confined or constricted and worried and guilt, that's not going to help be helpful at all. Having that in mind, I've come to truly embody that and master that, but also help others do the same. And because I'm helping others do the same, I'm receiving that exchange of money where they're investing in themselves to the work, this work that they get to do to integrate in their life so that they can embody and master it themselves as well. Because I, I truly believe that every Everything that we learn, that you know, that I know is transferable. It's an exchange and you get to, like Katie, you, when you talk about pain, you help these individuals use the knowledge that you know and integrate into their lives so that they can live a pain-free life, right? So it's the same with money. It's the exchange, but there has to be a monetary exchange there too, because money is energy. And we get to both receive and give it back and forth. And there's an abundance of it all. A major limitation that I hear a lot of people talk about is how there's like not enough money in the world, but there really is. It's just a matter of like uncovering those limitations so that they don't stop you from going after what you want in your vision. And you're actually an unlimitedly capped. There's no cap to the level of success and wealth that one can achieve. Only our minds would be the ones to say there is a cap that's the the work that one gets to do is uncover that and uncap that limitation i 100 agree with you on that our work is very very similar it's just you focus on the pain spot of money and you decided to focus on your own well-being and to address your needs and your desires and that ultimately helped you to unlock this prosperity and abundance so what did your needs what did your well-being and tending to that actually look like for you what is it that you did i'm sure people listen and are going to be like, well, I kind of need like what she's doing. Like what, what did she do? Yes, that's a great question. The needs that my body was telling me that I needed because Katie, you know this, that our bodies have a lot to say and we either bypass that or we feel into that and for most of my life I used to bypass it and I would never know when I was burnt out I would never know when I was anxious I would never know when I was stressed or worried I would never know these things until I started feeling this void that I felt like I needed to fill with food drinking and sex I felt there was a void and that started my journey to start feeling into and being mindful with what was actually going on. When something's not going right, there's usually a pattern that's happening. Whether we're aware of it or not, I call this the unconscious coping strategies that we tend to have. And for me at the time was emotional eating, binging, and sex. I didn't know it at the time, but now in retrospect, I can talk about it. I was feeling that void. So that's what I was feeling. So when I started to feel that kind of void, like, oh my God, I have this intense desire or urge to consume food, to to consume um, wine or tequila and or consume in, and engage into sex. Whenever I would f- start to feel those things, that void, that urge, it made me realize I, I'm paying attention here now because there was a pattern. And 
I also didn't realize that I had a lot of anxiety, especially when I would come around family or social events, which was interesting because I'm I'm like the introvert extrovert. I like alone time, but I also do like to be around people. So it was really interesting why I would just feel like, but the thing was that me being around my family or like in social events, I had a lot of uneasy feelings that were coming up or stirring up because I lacked boundaries. I didn't speak my truth. I would, I had this massive tendency to people please. And I see this with a lot of my clients. We're like very similar in these um, because we're like really high achievers. We like to feel like we are contributing in some way. We're just powerhouses, but the, the powerhouse in the way that can come off very unsettling and very chaotic. It wasn't until I started to feel, and, and even sometimes I would have nauseous feelings of anxiety. That's when it started to get really intense. That's when I started to do some work around my nervous system and really regulating my nervous system so that both my mind and my body felt safe wherever I was. Tying it back to what I was saying earlier about really understanding what the body is trying to say, because there there's a trigger there, a signal that of our body telling us that something needs to change or something needs to happen for you to move forward. That need is really allowing yourself to become aware of it first, like really recognize what it what it is and then shifting to, okay, what is causing me to feel this way and what thought am I having that is causing me to feel this way? Well, I can get to that belief structure or system that had or neural pathway that has been developed inside that I wasn't aware of until going through that process that we know. Going back to the needs met, the needs that needed to be met were honestly just feeling into the feeling rather than bypassing it. So your needs was working through the emotions to actually feel those suppressed emotions that you had felt and had yes. stuffed down and exactly ignored. And I love how you also mentioned you're just like, I was doing all of these things to feel safe because I didn't feel safe. And your body was actually the gateway to understanding these emotions that were going on, to understand how your brain was wired when it, when it came to like lack and scarcity of money and trying to fill this void. I absolutely love that because a lot of people think that you just have to tackle the thoughts but sometimes it's a lot easier to go through the body because like mm -hmm. you said, the body has so much wisdom and learning how to feel safe in your body to feel safe in yourself. So you can eventually learn how to feel safe with money. Exactly. One of the things that also helped me to, to tune into my, what I was feeling was specifically having money conversations. I would feel very anxious. Like I would get asked, Oh, so how's your business going? And that would trigger me so hard because if it was doing good, I would not want to share that. I just didn't want to talk about it. And if it was doing bad, I wouldn't want to talk about it either. So it was like both you know, on both sides, I felt anxious and I felt like I wasn't speaking up. I wasn't speaking my truth. And my body was showing me that by having that nauseous feeling in my belly or like feeling a lot of back pain, throat aches 
because I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't expressing what I actually wanted to express. I was actually holding back, repressing my my voice, repressing my expression. Our bodies know what's really going on and it's going to tell us that it's going to show us that so it really came down to exactly speaking my truth setting those boundaries and to pay attention to my body and what it has to say does it need rest great you need to rest like really instead of bypassing and just going like a maniac powerhouse that i was which i was and just bypassing and do 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 slow down steady pace myself slow down so that i can speed up and accelerate to where i want to go but it's not going to happen if i'm constantly hustling and bustling and grinding and and not speaking my truth and, and bypassing through anxiety but actually feeling slowing down and that's been the 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 major shift is really slowing down to speed up and I'm actually doing a masterclass coming up around steady pace accelerators to allow themselves remove all the guilt and shame around slowing down and resting because I know I definitely had those limiting limitations and those blocks that I wouldn't allow myself to slow down. Once you get past that and actually do it and integrate it, you, you'll start to see, you'll start to notice a lot of changes happening really quick. Because you've given that yourself that time and space and you've given yourself and you're honoring your body and your mind for more creativity, for more intuitive hits, for more resources to show up in your life. When you're so busy doing and doing and doing and never feeling, and when you're so busy just bypassing through things, you're actually blocking things that can be coming your way. Whether it's money, you're blocking money, you're blocking those intuitive hits to get you to the next step that, or the guidance to get you to the next step that's going to bring in more money, et cetera, et cetera. That's why I do what I do. And I love it so much is because it's such a powerful conversation that most people don't have. I definitely didn't have growing up. And I just wish that more and more people would talk about this so that the world becomes a better place so that people like you and I, Katie, um, who get to impact other people have this ripple effect of doing so much good to the world because we have access to the resource that is money. Yes, I love it so much. So what piece of advice, like what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is really, really struggling financially right now? Focus on what you want to create. Like, what is the impact of the work that you want to create? And how passionate are you about that? Because I realize that a lot of people out there, coaches or therapists or mentors, entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs, they might be doing some things that their heart isn't really aligned with, that they are just doing because they think is going to make them a lot of money or they think that what they're doing or trying to get what they want, they need like extra certifications or whatever to help them get there. When in reality, you don't need a certification to start a business or to make a lot of money. All you need is really to be heart centered, 
to have that passion fuel what you're creating and the money will flow when you are in alignment with that and having that passion that that lights you up every morning to get up out of bed you're like yes i can't wait to write this piece of content for my ideal client yes i can't wait to ha- hop on that coaching call with my clients later etc cetera, etc cetera. it has to really light you up and your soul on fire to create the level of impact that you're wanting to create. And if there's some fear or some resistance there, then there's some work that needs to happen. Some, some small tweaks or shifts that need to happen for you to feel really safe to get yourself out of struggling because your, your struggle right now could just be some unconscious programming that has been happening over and over in the back of your mind and until that gets reprogrammed it's going to just keep lingering in the background playing in the background and keeping you in the same cycle the same circumstance that you say you don't like anymore so that's my piece of advice is really understanding and getting really clear and deciding in advance what is it that you want so that you know okay so what is stopping me and how can i remove clear let go of that thing that is stopping me from doing it i like using the runner's analogy because i'm a runner myself and i'm always like okay if there's something in my way how can i jump over the hurdle that is there and if the hurdle is too high how can i progress myself to get to the higher bar of the hurdle and just overcome anything that is or would prevent me from getting on the other side of the hurdle. So basically your biggest piece of advice is to ask yourself, what is it that you really want? What is the thing that lights you up that makes you super passionate? And that is going to be your doorway, your gateway to abundance and calling in more money. Yep, exactly. Honestly makes a lot of sense from a neurological standpoint, because when we are in our joy, when we are in our passion, that is actually one of the fastest ways that the brain can rewire itself because we're kicking on all of that dopamine, that serotonin. And if you are in pain, it's going to help to amplify those endorphins, which are your natural painkillers. And it's going to train your brain to be like, oh my gosh, I have all of this abundance opening up to me. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're a magnet and money starts to just flow to you. Yes, exactly. Hitty right on nailed it. Okay, Elizabeth. So what is one part of your journey that you would not trade for the world? One part of the journey that I wouldn't trade for the world is becoming an entrepreneur four years ago when I took that leap of faith into myself to really step into my own lane and do what I want and make the impact that I want. I really wouldn't trade that in the world. Yes, there's been ups and downs, a lot of struggles and hustle and bustle and, you know, burnouts in the beginning. But I wouldn't trade it for the world because hadn't I done that, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physically, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I wouldn't have dove deep into my person, my own personal development of transforming my life in different ways in different areas of my life, health, fitness, wealth, relationships, all the things to help me grow and evolve myself. I probably would not have done that at all if I was like living in a or working for another company where I was working in PR before this and before then in luxury retail. I probably would not be 
the heart centered entrepreneur that I am today, because I would be so wrapped up in like the fast paced, go, go, go busy life, to be honest, in a lot of like ego land, which not saying that that's like what that that industry is like, especially in this day and age. So many people, whether they're working in corporate or not, they are leaning into their well-being. They are leaning into how can they develop and learn and evolve themselves too, which is such a great thing, especially companies are bringing in experts to support that into their companies, so which is great for their employees so that they can feel like they are, their voices are being heard and their well-being is being taken care of as they're making so much money for these companies, right? I wouldn't trade that for the world because I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have pivoted my business. I wouldn't be thriving in the way that I am, the way that I'm showing up now. I feel like everything happens for a reason. And I'm so grateful that I have had the audacity and the braveness and courage to take that leap of faith within myself to be an entrepreneur and to help the people that I that I've gotten to help and that I get to help and that I continue to in moving on. So it's an endless journey. And I'm so happy that I did it. And I'm I wouldn't trade that for the world. Yes, I personally feel like entrepreneurship is like self development on steroids. And Seriously. I to agree with you. <laughs> so is there any part of your journey that you would go back and do differently? I probably would have taken my feelings and emotions into consideration more so early on in my entrepreneurship journey where I would definitely be bypassing this, especially the first year was totally a lot of hustle, grinding late nights working, early mornings working, really not taking care of my body so much and just go, go, go burnout. So what I would have done differently was just be to honor my emotions and my feelings, but also honor my health and well-being at the same time and not feel like if I were to have, if I could tell my younger self at the time, I would tell her, take a chill. Everything's going to flow. Don't worry. It's going to happen. There's no rush. It's going to happen. Just take care of yourself. That's what I would tell my the youngest version of myself four years ago. I mean, that ties in to your whole spiel on how to attract abundance and prosperity is to tie into your well-being, to your self-care. And the only thing that you would change is that you would have done that sooner. Exactly. And what I love to say pretty often is because I really strongly firmly believe in this is the more peace you have, the more peaceful that you are, the more prosperous you are, and the more you thrive with intention and purpose in your life. And that's what I live by. That's what I share with my clients to live by too. And they do and they totally resonate with this as well, because they've gone through a similar journey like mine. And that they get to show up in the most unlimited way every day in a different way. I love that so much. The more peace you have, the more prosperity you have. If you take anything away from that, that's what you take. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So I have one more question for you. What is your definition of pain freedom? Ooh, that's a good one. My definition of pain freedom is having no influence over anything that anybody says or does or your external situation, like being totally free to be yourself, speak your truth, learning how to feel into the signals that your body is telling you about at the same time, 
being totally free from suffering and knowing what to do to easily and effortlessly clear any trigger that stirs up for whatever reason. Being so clear and available so that you can actually call in all the goodness that you want to call in, the the money that you want to call in, the experiences, the life experiences, the trips, whatever goodness you want to experience, you get to do that because you've cleared the triggers that create unconscious, subconscious limitations and unconscious blocks that do not support you or your vision. I love that, Elizabeth. That's such a powerful definition of pain freedom is just being clear from the suffering, being free from that, being able to tune into your body and having that freedom to really step into your desires, your truth and your authenticity. I love that so much. How can people contact you? How can people find out what you're up to if all of this stuff that you're talking about is resonated with them? They can totally contact me. Follow me on Instagram at the Elizabeth Adamas. You can send me a DM, private message me if you have any questions. I'm all up in the DMs. And yeah, just get to know what I'm all about, what what resonates with you. I have so many free content on my Instagram page as well. Any free resources, all the things are there. So definitely grab whatever feels good for you, whatever you think you need and go from there. Awesome. So I will put your Instagram information in the description box below. So if any of what she is saying is resonating, definitely go check her out. She's got some awesome content. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on. And I'm sure that this conversation is going to help people who are struggling with finances. So thank you again for being on the podcast. I so appreciate you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and for expanding your own pain awareness. Every time you listen to this podcast, you are building new neural pathways in the brain to break out of the vicious pain cycle. If this episode served you in any way, I ask that you share it with somebody who you think would benefit so they can start breaking out of their unique pain cycle today. When we are educated and informed about pain, we are equipped and empowered to get out and stay out of pain. If you have any questions or thoughts, I'm here to help. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Katie Sutton. I'd be happy to personally connect with you so you can start unleashing pain freedom today.